Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye, and I'm R. Neville Johnston. And I'm Mary Phelan, and our program is about raising our consciousness. And tonight we are going to talk about main, uh, acquiring your center and then maintaining it. How to find it. Finding yes. it and then maintaining it. Yeah. Your center. Center is a very interesting subject because when you're centered, you barely notice it. And when you're not centered, everybody notices it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a form of Zen, so to speak. It's mm -hmm. the idea of being aligned within yourself, which has uh, been studied by mankind from virtually the beginning. But this idea of being centered is not a difficult thing to do. Uh, in fact, being uncentered is what's very difficult to do, especially for everyone around you. And we've all seen this just many, many times. So one technique of centering yourself, or go ahead, what um, would you like to introduce? Well, go ahead, go ahead. I just had some things to say before we got into that, but go right ahead. Um, because, well, go ahead. Well, a long what time ago I noticed that if you just line up the vertical planes of your hands, mm -hmm. and you get them perpendicular to the earth, automatically the whole body falls into alignment, into being centered. It's automatic. It's the physical way to do it. And you can, uh, if you do the crane position in yoga, you know, this will stabilize your craneness, stuff like that. But that is very good. It's to take your hands like this and then mm -hmm. move them into center. You can feel yourself yeah. moving into center. Aligned but, with But just other. a little bit to mm -hmm. explain what centered is mm -hmm. for those that that may not know, I think most of us do, and everybody does, they just may not be familiar with that term. When we feel off-center, that's when we, we uh, maybe are having reactions, and mm -hmm. we all ha get knocked off our center. It's true. Now we get better and better at able, being able to keep our center, to keep our balance. But the fact is, is it's not a matter of mechanically controlling your world to get you out of situations or to avoid situations that would take you out of your center, that's not the way to go about it. The way to go about it is to always be able to get back to your center no matter what's going on. And it's very similar to the martial art of Aikido, where in the sparring arena is a circle and you're standing there, and it's very easy to keep standing and not get knocked off your center if people are coming at you from the typical directions because you're stealing yourself up. But if someone comes at you from behind, they can knock you over with a sneeze practically because you're stealing up for that direction coming at you at, at mm -hmm. the front. So when we are knocked off our center, essentially what that is, is somebody is coming at an undefended part of our circle. And the trick is not to then include that area as a defended part of your circle. It is to abandon all defense completely, altogether, and get grounded within yourself, get into your center where you feel connected to the center of the earth through your feet and to the galactic center through the top of your head. And then it doesn't matter where on the circle because you've become a radiant field by that point. Mm -hmm. So that's essentially what centeredness is. So if, if there is a situation like traffic or a fight with someone, mm -hmm. something like that that knocks you off your center, that means it hits you and you're out of your circle Getting back to center is essentially getting back into your circle, into the center of your circle. So the exercise you just showed is a brilliant way of going about doing that. Yeah, One of the many that we're going to talk about tonight. Yeah, very well put. So finding your center is another whole concept of thought for us 
because we're definitely experts at not finding our center. <laughs> uh, we do that unconsciously. Now we could find our center unconsciously. Imagine the reverse. Imagine it being uh, so much easier, and it is, to be centered that being not centered would automatically and not even consciously cause you to recenter. Mm -hmm. Now that's what we're talking about. And so then this is the practice of and the advance of uh, Buddhism, of Zen, of uh, just the idea of being uh, an ascended individual where the, uh, the, whatever the storm is, it's, you know that it'll pass. And the storm, in fact, causes you to become calm instead of causing you to be upset. Anything that can possibly go wrong. We've said for 100,000 times, would you please change the word future to the word trust? Do not be concerned about the future because there is no future, because there's only the now. If you can just be centered in the now, then the thoughts that you think when you are actually centered are, are grace, are simplicity, uh, simplicity of belief, the idea of uh, just being okay with being okay. Is that okay with you? Okay. Yeah, all right. Well, I, I was thinking uh, as a little exercise, if people would mm -hmm. like to join in, would be to close your eyes, if you choose, and take a few deep breaths and allow yourself to relax. You can take the deep breath, allow yourself to relax, and let go of whatever you're holding on to. And with your eyes closed, you will become aware of a point of perception. It may mm -hmm. be behind your eyes, it may be behind your throat, it could be wherever it is. Become aware of that point of perception that you view the stressful situation in your life from. And as you become aware of that, you can identify with it, and it feels like you're sitting right there, that you're looking out from the world from that perspective. Now allow the center of you, wherever that may be, whether that's literally in the center of you or in your heart or in the middle of your, in the middle of your mind, wherever that is, allow the center of you to pull you like a gentle magnet to that place. Allow yourself to go there and become aware of where you reside, where you are sitting right now. And become familiar with this place because it's your safe harbor. It's the place where your center is. And the more you go there consciously in meditation and, and through choice, the easier it will be to get back. And you'll notice that whenever something is throwing you out of your center, that you're not there anymore and you then go into a state of protection which shuts down your digestive system. It shuts down any growth or repair that you're doing in order to self-preserve. So if you get back to your center, what happens immediately is you go into growth and then your digestion starts happening, your tissues grow and heal and maintain. And that's, that's a, a place where you go where there's no stress and stress is what causes our illnesses. So make a note of where you went and go there consciously every day. Yeah. And designate that as your center and know that if you are not right there, if you're not viewing the world from there, then it's time to get back there. Excellent. Yeah. Very excellent form of meditation. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, as you're waking up in the morning, 
uh, you're much closer to that place than, uh, well, not if you have an alarm clock, not if the then coffee jones get you, not if you have to get up to do whatever that is that you have to get up to do, but if you just allow yourself to awake rather than leaping into the day uh, and sit there or lay there while you're between the worlds, between sleep and awake, and uh, retrain yourself to find your center at that point. We did so many shows uh, for so many years saying, could you retrain your thoughts in the very early morning uh, to have your first thought be, I claim my power. If you claim your power every morning as what it is you do, you can eventually get to the point where you recognize yourself as sovereign of your reality. Uh, and there's no one teaching that that I'm even aware of anywhere that is actually saying, could you please pay attention that you are sovereign of what's going on. Reality is, um, um, re is everything. A reality is a highly mutable thing. It's, uh, you are constantly telling reality what to do, but everybody tells you that's not possible, that reality is fixed and you're the variable, when the truth of the matter is you're what is, and the reality simply responds to your thought processes. So we have, again, explained on this show many thousand times the idea of Hatha Yoga. So there are two poles on the human body, and the point of balance we've been talking about, your center, is dynamically between these two poles. So the, the positive pole on the human body is the top of the head, the crown, the very top, the part that connects you to the universe, okay? And the negative pole, the part that connects you to the earth, the part is, uh, the positive pole is ha, and the negative pole is tha, T-H-A, H-A and T-H-A, ha, tha. And the distance between these two, okay, if you did it mechanically, the distance would be uh, in your heart. The distance between the two would be about where your heart is laying. Now, there was a very good term to cause it to be, uh, to refer to it as magnetic, because I spent a long time attempting to bring the two poles together by will, bring them together by will. It doesn't work that way. They attract to each other. When they finally do hit that center point, there's a part of you that's still light. We are all light that is slowed down enough to be a person, okay? The part of you that's still light, the very essence of your soul, that very center within you, that part of you, uh, is easy to get to. If when you get to this point and then you make a decision and you take a conscious breath in that centering, you can transmute reality, do this all the time, get to it. But this is what we do to become more um, conscious. This is what we do to be in command of our life. Did you have... Um, so this concept I, I is an I important... I don't know what you mean. I just thought you had, uh, you had had a, a number of things you were... Okay, so anyhow, this idea of you being in command, of you choosing to center, is one of the great secrets that... Uh, you can be aware of because if you're centered, as Mary was saying earlier, um, the, the, you can be attacked from any angle and it won't do anything other than tickle you and amuse you and strike you funny. That's another thing you cannot do when you're not centered is laugh. That's a very important fact in this idea of um, 
recognizing how powerful a thing your center is, it is the basis of us, it is what we do, it is what we came here to be, is to be centered. Mm -hmm. Oh, we have, hi caller, what's your name please? Diana. Diana, what can we do for you? I had a question. I noticed that when I get a headache and I try to meditate and breathe out all the negative, bad energy, like sometimes the headache goes away, but sometimes mm -hmm. it doesn't. So I'm not sure if maybe I'm not doing it, like concentrating enough. But I was wondering if you, if you get a headache, do you take any like pain medication or do you just do them? you know, the breathing and get into the center exercise? Well, that's a, that's a good question. And I, I think um, headaches can sometimes uh, talk about a resistance to something, a resistance to an idea. So if you're meditating, often if the brain is feeling like it is losing power or control by being in that state of meditation, it could create the headache. So I definitely feel that it's important to look at why things are coming up like what is the gift what is it showing you about yourself and your your path of growth but once that's done I, I don't see anything wrong with taking painkillers or not taking painkillers it would really be up to that person I just think that painkillers because I don't think we we are here to suffer but mm -hmm. if if the painkiller or whatever we're taking is preventing us from getting it then all we're really doing is pushing us even more off the path there. So that's kind of the way I feel. And there are a lot of uh, things that one can do to transmute headaches, for oh, sure. Absolutely. Breathing is a good, good idea. Yeah. And another Finding out the source. interesting concept about the headache is that the headache requires your attention, which is not necessarily noticeable to us. Uh, so many times we've said on the show, thought creates and where you place your attention grows. Once you interview the idea that you have a headache, then you place your attention on it, which of course makes it grow. So the headache is dependent upon your attention to exist. See what I'm saying? Okay, thank you. Yeah, well, thank you very much. This is an excellent call. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that is a good, a good call because a lot of things do come to interrupt us. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, interrupt us in our path to meditation. Yes. And that's okay. That's okay. These are all little fears that come up and get us to examine uh, what is our reluctance to letting go. Because mm -hmm. frankly, we're taught that if you let go and turn ah. reality over to the um, infinite now and all that, that you're, you're shirking your duties and something uh, may get undone. You may forget to do your taxes or something if you get into a meditation. So we're programmed and we program ourselves to keep alert all the time. And sometimes headaches or a backache or something like that will come in order to pull us back into physical reality thinking that it's helping us and getting us away from a powerless situation. So I just thank those things. Thank yes. you very much, Headache. What have you come to tell me? Oh, yeah, I love well you. And thank you. Yeah, very yeah, well and, um I, I want to also just real quick to talk about one of the things is that we, like I was saying earlier, it's not a matter of cordoning off situations that are going to keep you in your, that would take you out of your center. Like I used to think, oh, I'm getting so much happier as I get older, I'm getting more centered, I'm getting more grounded. Then I realized that 
maybe it was a matter of me getting better able to avoid the situations and circumstances that would take me out of my center. And that was very enlightening for me because then I realized, hey, it is time to let go of some of this. So one of the biggest things is that we all get pulled off our center. We all lose our temper. We all get in bad moods. We all do all of these things. And the, the thing is, is that the more we work at identifying where our center is, that's why I was doing the exercise, because in my, um, I, I know that it might be um, maybe energetically right in the center, but it's been my experience in all the meditation courses that I've taught and such, that when I do the safe harbor, what we were doing, people go to very, very different places. And so it's important to just allow wherever you go to go and, and find that your center. But that, um, that what happens is we feel like we have done all this meditation, we have this great spiritual practice, I'm not supposed to get pulled out of my center, and if I do, that means something's wrong with me, that the whole world's going to judge me or that I'm going to judge me. So rule number one, step number one, is if you get pulled out of your center, immediately forgive yourself. And no, it's not about being pulled out of your center, it's about how you recover from it, how you get back into your center and you love yourself. Because if you get caught up in the guilt of being pulled out of your center, you're going to go all the way down this river and all these inlets and all this and, until you realize, hey, where, where's my center? I'm really far from home right now. So guilt will actually drive you even further away. So forgive yeah. yourself, step number one, and then love yourself back into your center, not, not guilt yourself back there, because it won't work that way. No, it doesn't. In fact, guilt is one of the main contributors to mm -hmm. being out of center. Yeah, it because, is probably uh, the only if we really analyzed it. Uh, because, yeah, well, that's a very, very valid point because guilt is anger. A, a guilt in its inception is anger that you don't feel you have the right to have. And then you proceed to uh, flagellate yourself, to purify yourself, to get you to forgive yourself. And guilt yourself is also the, yeah, a, a desire that you don't feel you have a right to have, too, I, I think is even more... So yeah, yeah, I know I know what you're saying. You cascade into self-defeating behavior. Yes, we do this really rather easily. Mm -hmm. So it's another aspect to look at the being out of center as a form of addiction. Because if your day is out of center enough, you know, where you're running around like a mad person with 6,000 deadlines and uh, drinking coffee and, and um, never having enough time and all of these things that uh, keep us away from their, our idea of being centered. Um, you know, we, we've said so many times on the show, you don't have to do, you just have to be. We had uh, said earlier, even in this program, that if you will just center yourself and take a breath, you can transmute all of this stuff. And uh, being in the now, being in the present, being in the uh, moment is um, really all that we can possibly do. But as the, uh, say one was addicted to the subject of anger, okay, well then as soon as you get a break, something happened, oh, I'm no longer angry about that, well then you will create something else to be angry about. And uh, then you might um, actually realize that, gee, that thing that made me angry, I attracted that thing like a magnet because it's normal for me to have, and I'm just using anger to make it easier to see, uh, that I attracted this thing that made me angry because this is normal for me, so I have to, uh, now, 
See, the magnetics are the way the whole thing works. It's really a harmony is another word for magnet. Okay, so and it's really a harmony universe that we live in. And whatever harmony you give off is the one that comes back. So the idea of causing that harmony to center you, this is the idea that we're talking about on the show. So then if we replace being out of, uh, out of center with the idea of anger, then as soon as you've found your center, you will automatically create something else to knock you out of your center. And then you will eventually get to the point where you've centered again, and then you will automatically attract something that knocks you out of your center. And this is just wonderful fun, isn't it? Yes, isn't it? Well, We've been enjoying this for years. Now, just that we can take a step beyond and above that, just by recognizing the pattern. So I'm very centered at the moment. Okay, fine. Now, how long will that last? Yes, okay, as long as you choose. And you can still be, you can still be centered. So this idea of um, this concept of uh, not having to be addicted to being out of your center, it's a very easy one. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And still, as you were, we, we all get upset. We all get angry. We all get whatever those things are. Yes, yes, we do. We're human. That's the, the byproduct of the incarnation, the way we've been trained. Well, emotion is here to carry the feeling and to, and to evoke change and get us mm-hmm. to do, make different decisions. But we are so trained to not make a different decision, but to sit in that feeling yeah. a, as if it's something dirty and disgusting, like the whole Lucy Ricky thing uh, on the I Love Lucy, where Lucy was some lunatic and, and Ricky had to keep her in line. That's how we treat our emotional self and, and our feeling self. Mm-hmm. Um, but something you were saying a, a, a while back about this addiction to being out of our center, I do feel we are addicted to that and we are at least minimally in a habit of doing that because that is what we're taught. That seems to be the normal thing is to be out of our center. And that doesn't mean to n- be non-emotional like Spock. You can sit in neutrality without be in, and still have passions and mm-hmm. ideas and yeah. creativity. It's just a matter of who's running the show, and I think that it boils down to that. very well put. So then you're saying, well, what are the reasons that we are addicted to being out of our center, habit and such? And here, and I think it's all about compensation, and let me describe it like this. If we were to take a circle, me making a circle with both of my thumbs together and both of my index fingers together, that's a circle, it's a completed circuit. When we are out of our center, we've been trained like that, we start believing that we're just this half circle and we go floating around looking for this completion because we aren't taught it's within ourselves because we're not completing the circuit within our own thumb and index finger. We float around out there and so somebody that is an equal and opposite compensation for that will come and go and plug right into us. And so we get the illusion that we have this circle created, whether it's our romantic relationship, our relationship with our family or friends or whatever. And so then when we go to heal to find the centeredness within ourselves and the complete circuit within ourselves, it's very difficult for people to do that because it seems like they're disengaging from the universe that loves them and keeps them safe. And so it seems very dangerous. And that leap of faith, like taking your foot in one rowboat and putting it in the other, that moment where they could go drifting apart and you could fall, that's the, 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 the love that, that 
that commitment to self that everybody fears. And that is like the surface tension on the water of our own centeredness, a glass of centeredness. That's the surface tension that holds us in, that if I unplug from this dysfunctional circle and plug back into my own circuit, that I will be alone and isolated, and it boils down to that fear of abandonment. Whereas if we see the real truth of the matter, if we complete our circle and we find others with that completed circle, we can actually superimpose. It doesn't have to be, um, if you notice a circle made like this, it creates a huge distance between the other person that we're constantly fighting to, to close in the gap. And that's why the dysfunctional relationship is usually filled with passive aggressiveness and both people being very unfulfilled and not able to communicate everything they feel. So that is what I think is the primary reason why we get addicted and the habit yeah. of staying out of our centers because we think that that is the thing that's keeping us close to others when it's really holding us away. Oh yeah, very well done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so well. If anyone uh -uh. has questions on any of this, please do feel free to call in. Yes, I They'd agree with that. We'd be very happy. Yeah. Another thing you can do when you feel yourself off the center is you've identified the feeling in your body because you've identified the feeling of what it's like to be in your center. And it's usually things are happening, it's like you're living one second behind. You're, you're playing catch up, like what's going on, and you're reacting. And that feeling of reacting to something that is not about that moment can become very familiar after a while. And since I work with people for that all the time, I notice it when I have it within myself, when I have a reaction. I notice it, I say, hey, that's a reaction. That's not really about this moment. And I can identify that in other people. So you get yourself separate from whatever's going on. And one way to do that is to put yourself right in the middle of it, but yet above it. And what I would do is if I was having any kind of an exchange, whether it was with my boss or somebody in a restaurant that was rude, whatever it was, is the moment I catch myself being off my center is I get right in the middle and above the, the exchange going on and become both people. And then I'm bigger than the situation. So yeah, that is yeah. a key to getting back to your center, is to become bigger than the mm -hmm. situation. And if you can hold it within you and not take a side, but take a neutral observational role, mm -hmm. you'll see your role in it. You'll learn a lot. Yeah. And then you can instantly recognize the situation as a form of love where you could not otherwise, because the ego is totally preventing you from recognizing mm -hmm. that as love, while everything is love. So if you think it's not love, then love is doing a very good job of playing hide-and-seek with you. And then winning, you might add, okay, so for all the rest of that to occur. So this idea of being centered, uh, okay, so when I was young, we used the word cool, okay? So have I given my age away? Yes, there we go, okay. So when things were, oh, let me give my age away. I want to give my age away just a minute. Um, me is Tain, your key is Zul. Anybody recognize those words? Okay, no, it's not Klingon. Relax. If you were raised somewhere around New York uh, in the 50s, that was Mary Decay, who always said, me is Tain, your key is Zul. Maintain your cool. Uh, constantly, he was, uh, the, the guy invented submarine race watching. How's that for age? It's pretty okay, cool, right, Daddy-O. Right, there we go. Yeah, Daddy-O, that's another one. Okay, so cool. Well, cool meant centered. Mine was okay. cool, right on, and solid. That was my Yeah, era. there we go. And all of those are great descriptions of someone who is centered, mm -hmm. right on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, next time you would normally say, oh, that's cool, 
say, ooh, that's centered, okay? And you will start this and it will that's go good. around like the planet. <laughs> yeah, and you heard it here. Man, that's totally centered. <laughs> there we go, that's what we're talking about. The rebel is centered. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, and on our planet at this time, you really do have to rebel against everything you've been taught. We've been taught to be slaves. We've been taught to be useless. We've been taught to uh, fund the AMA. We've been taught a lot of things that are not worthy of us. And unteaching them is much easier than you think. Reality is highly flexible. In fact, daily you tell it what it is and what it does, and you don't know that. But you do it. Could you know it? What do you think? Give me the odds. Do you think that you could know, you tell everything what it is and what to do? You think you could do that? Come on. Come on. You do it now. You, come on. You can do this. All right, fine. Anything else we have on the... Yeah. Um, oh, good. There is another thing that I, I feel is good. So we've, we've gotten that it's important to identify what it feels like to be centered and to identify what it feels like to be pulled out of being centered and then understand why you're being pulled out of the centered. If you just get yourself back into centered, that is good for the moment, but essentially you're going to keep doing that same game as long as you live until you understand why you're being pulled out of your center. And it is always based on an event or circumstance or belief that you have from the past about that situation that made you feel powerless in that situation. So look for the mirror. Now here is um, a technique, I guess you could call it a technique, but it's actually a meditation. If you go to meditation break on iTunes, I have it on there. Uh, I'm going to re be redoing a couple of those meditations. I did them years and years ago, and so mm -hmm. the quality, but most of them um, are yeah. the newer quality. Yeah, but at any rate, the, uh, the silence meditation is what I call it, mm -hmm. or creating the zone of silence around yourself. So for instance, if you imagine 10 feet in all directions, you have an aura, and it's a, a golden light, and it's a radiant field. And when you are in your center, it becomes radiant. And you don't have to defend anything. You don't have to do anything. It's just a radiant field around you. And it creates that 10-foot zone of silence between you and the events and the circumstances in your life. And so what happens, instead of not having that zone of silence, everything you have that, that you do is right up here next to your face, you'll find yourself having these reactions to life constantly that you're having to backpedal and fix and repair and guard and keep people at arm's length. Whereas if you step back, find your center, create that space by allowing it, and allow everything then to come in, and by the time it gets to you, it's been transmuted by the field of silence, and it lands in your lap in its true form, and then you deal with the true thing. So I'll give you an example. Let's say somebody, um, you're late, five minutes late getting to lunch, and the person there is really angry with you when you get there and says, you're always making me wait. Now, with no zone of silence, what you'd probably do is say, well, you made me wait last week. You'd feel defensive, maybe guilty, because maybe there's something in history where you felt guilty about being late, and somebody made you wait one time, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's a so you have a reaction, and it ends up a mm -hmm. fight, and you probably end the lunch date not really speaking, and maybe not even calling each other again. Whereas, if that same thing happened, and you had your zone of silence, and you're five minutes late, and the person said, you're always making me wait, what happens is it gets transmuted through your silence and lands in your lap and what you really hear is, I was scared, I felt like you 
that, you, that I was not good enough for you to even consider me, and maybe I'm afraid of being abandoned. And then you can deal with exactly what they're saying and say, I, you must have really felt abandoned by me not coming. That, that wasn't good, and I, I understand how you feel, and I won't do that anymore. I'll call you, and I'm sorry about that. Now, that is a whole different energy. Then you can see the mirror in that. Have the, has that happened a lot? Did you react to it because you've done this a lot? Well, then what is keeping you from being on time? And then without guilt, judgment, or pointing a finger, you really look at it and say, how can I grow from this? Now, that is an ascended way of dealing with things. And staying in your center means creating your zone of silence. And I tell you, when we're stressed out, that's the first thing that goes is our zone of silence starts having holes until it's finally disappeared. And I would say most people in the world, in the way the world is now, has a very small zone of silence. Yeah. And the more upset, and, the smaller the zone. Absolutely. Oh, and we were going to discuss, too, last week, last Thursday, there were great, huge solar flares, mm -hmm. which has a direct impact on our electromagnetic field, and we are electromagnetic beings. Our brain is an electromagnetic device. So that can be um, something that really helps if you have your zone of silence, even those kinds of things don't mess with you because you have that radiant field, much like building, building the Merkaba, which you mm -hmm. do with people all the time. That's a very good class, building the Merkaba. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I uh, am given to understand, although I haven't tested it, that if you take your iPhone, we'll get back to this. Hi, caller, apparently you've taken your iPhone. What can we do for you? <laughs> Hi, you're on the air. Yes. Hello. Hi. Hi. What can we do? Uh, how you guys doing? Uh, this is hey. Neo from Chicago. Oh, hey, hey. Neo. Good to hear All from right. you. Yeah. Uh, well, I was I was watching and I was totally uh, magnetized because I'm about to uh, taking a leap of faith and actually getting away from where I am because of issues with being centered and uh, mm. being pulled, allowing myself to be pulled out of my center and acting on what I feel would get the most approval rather than what I know in my oh. heart to be true yes. and know in my there heart to go. be right. Right on. <laughs> that is the human condition yes. right there. Yeah. So yeah, you guys um, you guys always are uh, torches. So I was wondering oh, uh, what you. insight do you have? What um, advice do you have in this leap of faith? Because um, I'm about to go to LA and try some things I've never tried before that I totally know I can do. But a part of me is still saying I can't do it. Ah. Okay. Well, well Fire that part of you. <laughs> You're fired. Remember, future is trust. You know you can do this. It's already done. There's no trepidation. It, it'll be fun. This will be fun. This is a new experience. Well, I this agree is, with that. And the yeah. first step in getting there is to say, even if I don't succeed in this, you see, because even telling yourself, I can do this and all that, yeah. you're still living in this paradigm where you're going to have to perform one way or another. Yeah. So I'd let myself off the hook and even mm -hmm. tap to say, regardless of what happens, I love and support myself unconditionally on this adventure and see it as that is the aim, is to go on the adventure rather than this or that. Um, then you don't have to have any subconscious <clears throat> program try to hold you back or try to... Uh, act out your fears or anything because you've you've kind of floated up above them. Yeah. But I I do feel it's it's a really good good move. Um, we're in growth when we do things like that. We, yeah. We take charge. Just the act of doing something on your own behalf. 
That's why I feel it's not so much the changing of the eating that makes you lose weight on a diet, it's the idea of gaining mastery over yourself that really makes it happen. Mm -hmm. Yes, master yeah. yourself. That's that's yeah. all I intend at this point. I used to want a lot of other things, but mm -hmm. now if I could just, not if, but when I attain mastery yourself, that's that's all I really want right now. So yeah. you hit the nail on the head. Oh uh, yeah, and there's a page from Kirk right away. Go boldly, do this thing with power, yeah. mm -hmm. aplomb, in charge, and and the whole thing about it is not you know not losing your center, not being affected by it one way or the other. Life is to be enjoyed. Anything, the more you are enjoying, the higher your frequency is. Oh, yeah. The less you're enjoying, the lower your frequency is. So if it doesn't make any difference whatsoever what happens in LA, and you just land there, and from the very moment that you arrive, you're just so perfectly happy, that people look at you and go, how can you be that happy? I want me some of that. <laughs> yeah, and then you're the one that's in charge because everybody is really an expert at this point on our planet at not being happy. Everybody has 100,000 reasons why they're not happy and zero reasons why they are. The more you enjoy, the higher your frequency is. So dance, you can go yeah. through life by being dragged mm -hmm. or by marching mm -hmm. or um, screaming and kicking, but if you dance, Fred Astaire style, perhaps, if you dance through life, you know, Ginger Rogers is looking for you, let me tell you right away. <laughs> you know, that's the whole thing. If you just, and I go through this, this is my morning, uh, this is a lot out of my morning meditation. I, I say that, well, indeed, I'm charming. And in fact, I'm charisma itself. And I recognize my universe as love. That, that's it's like chair, 20 David. years in the making. It's the chair. The, I'm sorry, what's going on? I'm sorry. The chair is Indeed, making noises. I, am charming. I like yeah. that. Yes, I am charm itself. Stand back, adore me, or don't. It doesn't matter to me because I know who and what I am. And that's what people don't begin to know. That is very true. The secret yeah. of charisma is self love. But also, we are taught that happiness is is something terrible to have that it's better to be miserable with the promise of happiness than to be happy because the, that silver uh, that yeah, every great cloud has away. a silver lining then yeah. there uh, also every silver lining must have a great cloud and that's what we're taught and it's just not true and in reality the whole thing in our mind is really of our own creation it's a story it's a fantasy mm -hmm. that we have and if that's the case, then the negative fantasy is no more real than the positive. But we're taught that anything real that's painful hurts, is common sense, just you know, pay attention to that. But anything nice and good is some foo-foo fluffy thing that, oh, you can just imagine and pretend. But in reality, it's all within our own hands. Mm -hmm. And so congratulations for taking charge of yourself and saying, I'm going to make this decision to get me into a circumstance that's different. And then... Well, you guys just inspire me. I feel like um, I'm king author. I'm about to author my own life. And yeah, that's the you king author. I love it. Yeah. The stone and just write, yeah. write an entirely new adventure that I've never even dreamed yeah. of. Yeah, well, why not? Well, call and it's us gonna, when you get there and let yeah. us know how you're doing. Yeah, call in the show, please. Uh, or whenever, send us an email. This is very powerful stuff. It's Just very go inspiring and, for everyone. and be it. This is the thing. And it doesn't make the success is, is not what you're seeking. The, what you're seeking is the enjoyment of the success. That's the yeah, major one that just absolutely 
lays people flat. Yes. I didn't come here to be successful. I came here to enjoy being successful. And whether or not I'm successful has nothing to do with it because I came here to be happy. Now run, run, you fearful little things. Okay. Thanks a lot, you guys. I All right. Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Yeah, it's the way it and, works. And it is true. We're taught that we have to pay for happiness with misery. And the, and all that, and, which is and called money, by want, the way. I would like to let Neo know. I'm sure he's still listening, but yeah. that we think of decisions as being these ends of something. This is the decision, and that's it. Uh, the thing is, is the decision is just um, a slanting of the rudder or yeah. leaning on a skateboard. Very well put. And then we're going to have another decision beyond that. And any opportunities we would have had on the other path is going to come on that path. And that's another thing that's very difficult as a rule for humans to do, is to make a decision and not go back and compare it. Like uh, one time I got a new job Comparison and game. for a couple months or maybe even like six months I was going back and comparing, well if I had stayed there I would be getting this raise by now. Then I realized this is just making me crazy. The fact is, is I did make this decision. Now let me open up to the possibilities here and not hold me back by doing that comparison. So decisions, if you can't really let go of the other decision, then maybe it's not quite the time for you or it's time for good healing work. Oh, yes, absolutely in. excellent. Um, during the 1920s, which was mm -hmm. really a great height of humanity, it really was, uh, because the war was over and people were doing nothing but celebrate. Okay, And uh, what we today called poetry, today called poetry, was then called ranting, which I think is very interesting. Oh, I love ranting. Yeah, and raving also. Ranting and raving was writing poetry in the 20s. Well, I spent most of, uh, like I started. The rest oh, of the thoughts. So sure. when you have uh, the rave, you know, the party. Mm -hmm. So you can see the circle in time has come back again to where this means that there'll be a future where the, the rant, the rave, was actually people in a coffee house writing poetry. I love it. I love it, Daddy-O. Yes, good. And it's time for the duck. Okay, quack, summon quack, the quack. duck. So, I spent many years of my life writing poetry. Mm -hmm. So, Rant. does that mean I'm a ranter and yes, a raver? Yes, it does. I've got a new title, now I can see myself differently. Yeah, it works that way. Celebration. Celebrate good times, come on. Surrender, easy. And it's better to measure our success by how happy we are, not measure our happiness by how successful we are. Yeah, I always exactly. have felt we had yeah. that backwards. Yeah. So just a little mm -hmm. thing to leave there for people. Yeah. And, um, and then money is misery. If you pay for happiness with misery, then that's what money means. That's what I'm that's saying. That's very interesting. That's, that's, yeah. that's, that's exactly what I'm saying, that yes. we pay for our happiness with misery. Right. And we don't have to. And misery is therefore money because that's you pay for things with that's money. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. That's what I'm saying. And that's, that's the currency that we mm -hmm. use in dysfunctional relationships and everything. Yes. So, uh, Currently speaking. One other thing that I would like to say about when you're pulled out of your center mm -hmm. is to say, well, what, what's really, what's my power here? It's a way to stay and maintain your center. Mm -hmm. Let's say something happens. Your boss promotes somebody else instead of you. Instead of letting that lose your center, ask yourself, what is my power within this certain oh, concept? Very good. Yeah. And that involves accepting what is. Mm -hmm. And the language code of this center, which this meaning this, mm -hmm. having no respect for the center. Mm. So a dis-center is uh, someone who 
has no respect for their own center. Well, you see the rest of the map. Well, if we don't in love that. ourselves, it's hard to love our center. Yeah, yeah. That's so a good point. Good center. Uh, hi, caller. What's your name, please? Uh, Evan calling. Evan. Hi, Evan. Hey, how you doing, hi. man? Okay, uh, I don't really have a, a tarot reading request, but maybe more of a question. Sure. Uh, uh, I have problems with uh, compulsive behavior, and I know that uh, that uh, is negative and it's carrying around baggage. I was wondering if you could give me any kind of coping strategies that I could deal with uh, doing away with uh, compulsive behavior, and I'll take the answer off the air and enjoy the show as always. Thank you. Thank well, thanks. You. Thanks Good for question. the call. Yeah, excellent. A uh, part of compulsive behavior, um, everything is love, everything is on your side. So then how is compulsive behavior on my side? And um, well, it, it gets you to um, rearrange your relationship with your thought process. That is a particular reason that it's uh, on your side. It's getting you to look at your mind's functioning and will lead you to the recognition that you are greater than it. So we've said so many times, um, if I ask you to repeat the alphabet, A, B, C, D, now you knew F was coming, right? But you didn't have to say F because you're in charge of what goes on in your mind. So that's one of the things that uh, obsessive behavior, compulsive behavior, uh, a gift of it is that you must recognize that you're in charge of what's in your mind not anything else. And I know you probably have a lot to say on uh, the yeah, subject. Cause I, yeah, because I work with people for the, with these mm -hmm. things and uh, with a lot of great success as well. But if you look at compulsive behavior as an auto program that was set up in order to keep you safe, then you get clues as to what it's doing. I feel that to strong arm compulsive behaviors is only making it stronger and it will pop out in other directions. As if mm -hmm. you were squeeze a balloon and it pops out over here because the air has to go somewhere. Finding out what the cause of the compulsive behavior is really the source of it. And then I, I use emotional tapping to help release that. Mm -hmm. So I think that a lot could be had. And if you, if you are up for calling at some point on the show, we could maybe walk through that because it takes a little while. Um, you know, to go, if you were yeah, open to that, process. because, you know, there's a, a lot or, of questions uh, I would ask. Come and see but you if, you, if you wish. Yeah, yeah, or even that. That would even be better, obviously. But um, the if you think of it as an auto program, uh, so are, are you still on the line? Oh, no, he hung yeah, up. Yeah, it's off Like, line, if yeah. we knew what that compulsive behavior was, like, let's say the compulsive behavior is locking doors or something like that, then you can say, what part of me set up one of my emergency response reactions uh, in order to get, make sure that that door is locked? And then I would work on, I am so afraid that I will leave that door unlocked. Maybe I forgot to do something in eighth grade and I got in a lot of trouble and everybody humiliated me. What was it that I forgot? And start tracing it back to its original source. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. thank you, Evan, excellent call. Maybe we'll, t we'll do a whole show on that because that's a brilliant topic. I know yeah. we have some more calls waiting. Hi, caller, what's your name, please? Hi, it's Marilyn. Marilyn, hey, what can we do for you? Well, um, just would love to get a reading with Mary and uh, enjoying the conversation very much. Actually, I have a book I would share, Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. I don't know if you've heard of it, Mary. Uh, no. It's really amazing. It goes along the same discussion about the center and letting go. Not easy, you know, not as easy. I always listen to these conversations and it's not 
as easy as it sounds. <laughs> but, uh, oh, but what if it is? called uh, Untethered Soul is amazing. It really mm. talks a lot about what uh, you all have been discussing. Okay. Yeah. It's important Here. to realize that it is that easy. Please. Yeah, I know, I know. That's, that's the biggest program that yeah. we've been teaching for the longest time. Yeah, that, it's easy. Um, but, and, and that's the whole process is getting that in your head. Yeah. It doesn't have to be elaborate or whatever. Uh, it is easy to get it in your head. Well, I, I'm saying yeah, that's yeah. really the thing that takes people the time is to get it in their head. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the first card we get is the maturity card. This is talking about a longevity. And um, to me, it's about making plans that are going to be there for the, for the long road or the long haul or the um, be there. Is that the term? Be there yeah, for the long, long haul. haul. Uh, instead of doing temporary things, like build the house soundly and well instead of just throwing sticks up and then having to deal with the issues from it tomorrow. And that can involve gaining knowledge and knowledge about self, too. And I, I also get what Marilyn's saying that when we have interactions with people, sometimes it, we get pulled down into these other frequencies. And yeah, we can step apart and, and see this, but there are ways to heal that and clear it if we're willing to look at it mm -hmm. and, and to be able to let it go. We don't have to suffer. So this is maybe getting more information about some things in your life and getting more information about yourself. Because the more you know about you, the more, the better. Mm -hmm. And this seagull is talking about a very similar thing, is rising above and not getting caught in the currents. Seagulls can land on the water, but then they can fly up. So they can be on the water. If the water is really choppy, they can fly away. And that's how we have to remain in all situations. So if you're going through a situation now, or if there is a contract or a commitment that's coming up like a new job or something, it's saying to get some more information and then situations that may be pulling you down, it's saying rise up above it and just let them pass because it's not something worth your time to get involved in. We have another call? Yeah. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, my name's Patricia. Hi, mm -hmm. Patricia. What can we do for you? Um, I'd like to have a reading for Mary. If I'd absolutely be happy to do that. Thank you. All right. Let's see what else we got here. And remember, you can go on um, telepathictv.com or even maryfeelin.com and use the um, decks that I have created and do readings every day if you wish. Okay, this is the first card that I feel represents those uh, unilateral changes where we're changing our beliefs. And when we change our beliefs, that enlightening bolt, like those aha moments or circumstances unfolding, it really gets these old ideas and old programs to fall away so we can see who we are. And I don't know if, uh, we usually don't bring up news in this because we keep these shows for, to be timeless, but just everything that's been going on that I feel in part um, has to do with these solar flares or whatever, that maybe you've been wondering, it's like, what's, what's going on here on planet Earth today? And that sometimes that can make us want to go off and retreat and be in this little place all by ourselves and just figure out who we are. And, and that's what it's telling you is maybe take a little break, take a little distance from any chaos that appears to be going on in your life. And I know um, chaos is really uh, an action and all that, but I, I'm just for simplicity's sake. Not according to Maxwell Smart. And, and, then, and then find your, get in there. Yes, I agree. Uh, get in there in, in your own solitude, figure out who you are, and then get out there and network with the right people. Sometimes we are attempting to get, be compatible with people we're just not compatible with, and maybe look up for some things. 
uh, higher caliber of things. Okay. Yes. And we have our thank next you. caller. Hi, caller. Yeah, thank you for the call. Uh, hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Diana again. Diana, hi. welcome back. How have you yeah. been? I wanted a reading with uh, Mary or Neville. Uh, I had a question about my energy about a relationship. Energy around a relationship? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'll do mine, and then do, if you have something, then you can do something after that. Does that sound good? Does that sound good? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, this is a card, and it's talking about traveling. And it, if you can see, which you probably can't from that far away, but there's a little person walking up, and that's representative of the path to enlightenment, and that that's really what we're here to do and gain mastery of ourselves in the process. And the biggest place for that is relationships. So that's telling me that sometimes we get scared to really go through that door of the relationship, but that don't worry, because I, I feel we're always balancing the most amount of love with the least amount of risk. And that if you say, it's okay for me to just be where I'm at right now, and walk through that door, instead of attempting to force you through another door that you're not ready for, that that's, that's the best thing. And this is talking about building things. The, the beaver is about building out your blueprints for you. So you give the blueprints over and they will happen. And so this looks like something really new is coming that will be long lasting. That's what I'm getting. Now Excellent. What, what would you like to say? Well, the relationship with the other person is in reality your relationship with you. Are you still there? Evidently not, okay. Well, nonetheless, whatever it is you feel about you is reflected by the other person. It's just the way it works. This really is the planet mirror. So if you feel um, grand and uh, all of these, you know, you're in your center and you're just creating joy in your life, then that's what the relationship is. If you are doubting, if you're fearful, if, you know, all the rest of that, then that's reflected in the relationship. So it's not so much the relationship with the other person, <clears throat> pardon me, as your relationship with yourself. And that's yeah, what I'll, I got. Yeah, I'll do a here, here on that. Because that, that's the relationship you have with others is really the relationship you have with the male, female within yourself, the yes. yin-yang. Yeah. And if, if it's really polarized or out of balance, you can look to that. Like if, there's, if the yang is out of balance in your relationship, then the yang's out of balance within you. Oh, we fixed yang right away. Good, I'm glad mm -hmm. about that. Well, we have a bunch of things coming up. I've got Psychic Development Module 4 starting Excellent. In, in very soon, which is gonna have a lot of fun things in it, like channeling, automatic writing, the Akashic Records, spirit photography, uh, spoon bending, and, and, and apportation, and fun things like that. And it's a four-week mm -hmm. class. And then I'm starting the Tarot Practicum coming up in May. Mm -hmm. We have our bowl event coming up where it's a really wonderful time if you haven't done that before. And we also are gonna do the tuning forks for digestion in that. And then we have the Serpent Mound trip coming up in June. Mm -hmm. We still have some spaces available if you're interested. So Yeah, do get in touch on all of this and more. Telebatictv.com. Yeah, we're about to be at Ruby Tuesdays in Fairfax Circle. Uh, within 10 minutes, this will mean that it's Thursday night the 18th. Uh, otherwise, this is a rebroadcast and we won't be there. So if it is indeed almost 9.30 on Thursday night the 18th and you feel like it, come on over. Yes, we have a good time.
-hmm. you sit around and talk. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'd like to recommend a book, which is uh, uh, 11 yeah. Self-Empowerment Protocols, which is talking about you getting a hold of you and creating your reality and doing it in uh, ways undescribable. It was our like joint honor to take Trinity. you to the And you're going through it, so just go through it. Thank you.